people. Like, I don't know. Every time I discover something new that helps me, I definitely try to put it out as quickly as possible. I don't keep anything to myself. You can truly come on my page, ask me how I do anything. You can even ask me exactly how I set up my private lessons. Like, do it all exactly like me. That's totally fine. Um, I just want to share my knowledge with people as much as possible because, I don't know, like, if you want to get private lessons, go do it. Like, if you are super good at art, go give private lessons on how to paint. If you are super good at giving podcasts, go give a private lesson on how to set up your microphone and your computer to do it and record. There's just so many different ways, especially during this quarantine, that people can branch out and make money doing what they love to do, especially because now we have so much time to do it. So you think you're box five? So you think you're box five. So... You think you're box five. So you think you're box five? Pensas this. Pero like, tu piensas box cinco? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome, 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 y'all, to So You Think You're Box Five. We got Montana and... Pedro. Pedro. Say it right, bitches. Say <clears throat> it right. Unlike you know, I actually it. spell it out um, like on my airdrop, and I, I name all of my devices Pedro. I do P-E-H dash D-R-O. <clears throat> the phonetic. Phonetic sounds. All for Pe- the phonetics. Pedro. But we had the pleasure of interviewing Robert Jordan this week. What a pleasure it was, right, Pedro? What a guy. What a guy. God, that was just a I was just smiling and like I, you could I'm probably thinking about see it. My I'm getting speechless. My chest, honestly, like it, it was such a good conversation from just the hellos to like there were so many moments that he dropped that like I could see it like working through your head. It was the first time if you heard it, just like the gears and like how you like got a little like uh, foggy eyed and stared out. My <laughs> eyes were starry eyed as fuck that whole time because I was just like <laughs> this. This guy is just dropping so many knowledge bombs. And I think it's funny because I think about this shit all the time. I think about how I teach. I have, I was telling Pedro when I was, I just uh, bought all these book organizers and all my books are based on like self-improvement books on like mindset and the growth mindset and how to be a better teacher. How to like, this is, I think about this shit all the time and color guard is not my full-time job. So it's like, I, I take so much pride in the way I teach that like when hear someone else that you literally like I've never actually spoken with Robert before and just to hear him speak about it and like the words in my brain were pretty much just come out of someone else's mouth and I was like wow I was just so so impressed I can't even say anything else like it it's just just listen to the interview repeated a couple of times he he dropped so much wisdom and with no further ado, here's our interview with Robert Jordan. Full circle. <laughs> I know. I was like, come say hi. I feel like you know them. Come say hi. <laughs> Yo, okay. Katie told me in November, uh, 
was it November camp, April camp, um, for BD that um, I had helped her with some flag toss the year before at Cadets, mm -hmm. and I had helped her with some flag choreography at BD, and she was mm -hmm. trying to remind me of it, like, because I had thought that was my first time I met Katie. Um, <laughs> she was like, like oh, typical, typical Pedro. <laughs> so bad. But yeah, it was funny. <clears throat> and now, it. yeah, y'all are living together. This is great. Yeah. Okay, let me put my headphones on. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, she's getting ready for work. It might be, like, a little, like, bumps here. No worries. Crazier. No log models or anything. <clears throat> Who did your background? Hmm? Katie did. She Cute. made all the flowers. That's yeah, like... and then this, like, tapestry right here. Awesome. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Some How are you guys doing? <laughs> Ooh, where we're going. Oh, Everything feels no. more real. <laughs> yeah, I get you. We were, um... Like every time we call each other and we get on, mm -hmm. we just start laughing. Like, holy shit, we're actually doing this. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a super cool idea. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah, yeah. How have you been? Quarantine's Pretty been good. Been rough. Yeah. yeah, just been doing lessons, teaching, getting all my school still in order, having to do like assignments for them and stuff every week. So I'm still uh, actually pretty busy, but just at yeah. home busy now. Yeah. Okay. What you. about you guys? Yeah, I'm doing school and just all my other nonsense that Is I've school got going right on. Um, it's okay. okay. I've heard that a lot <laughs> like, of like schools are harder because they're getting more work. See, my professors just think that we're like easily accessible at all hours of the day, which we are. But like, I mean, yeah. like the amount of work there, they're like, well, this will keep you busy. Or some right. of my professors are like, um, for one of my classes, he's like, here's a YouTube video. Um, and here's your assignment. He doesn't do anything. I was like, what the, what am I paying for? <laughs> right, it is busy work. I know it's like some hell. fucking nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been crazy to like realize how much work like we decided to take on without mm -hmm. like all our other responsibilities yeah. um it still feels the workday feels longer honestly um and then the lack of it's good because the lack of structure everywhere else like having work to structure your time around has been uh good for like keeping track of the days yeah that's good yeah, I have no schedule, no routine. Like I was right. up till seven o'clock in the morning today, and then I took a four-hour <laughs> took a four-hour nap, pretty much. And I woke up and I was like, "All right, I guess I'm ready for the day." <laughs> oh my god! It's nothing. It really is nothing but like uh, cold brew and a lot of um, adrenaline. Really. Yeah, that was literally us. Like a week ago, we would be up till like four or five a.m. And then, <laughs> like a couple of days ago, we were like, "Oh no, we got to get our sleeping schedule back on track so we can be up in the daytime and now." Yeah, we, we're back to normal, doing, luckily. We've been doing a Sunday uh, color guard calls with the cadets, and oh. they just, it time flies by. We were it on went from, on until 5 o'clock in the morning last night. Started or this morning. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> 8 o'clock, oh Eastern wow. to 5 a.m. I was like, like, damn. I was like, what the fuck? That's I really have wild. nothing else to do, too. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's, it's, been, it's been a really good time, mm -hmm. honestly. That's good. Thank you know, thank God we've all been healthy and yes, luckily, no, no other burden on top of that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, um, do you want to just jump in? Sure. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Well, Robert Jordan, that guy who spins. <laughs> um, I know you personally. You and Montana have been in uh, similar bubbles, I guess. Mm -hmm. But for the people that don't know what you do and all the wonderful things that you do for this community do you want to give us a quick summary wikipedia page about yourself um, yeah who you so are 
Yeah, okay. So I am basically, my name is Robert Jordan. I am, yes, you just call me that guy who spins. Um, I have a bunch of social media accounts where I kind of curate um, color guard choreography and give private lessons and kind of teach kids all about color guard, get them amped up, get them more advanced in their skills. Um, I don't really teach technique online, but I do teach a lot of like whatever your technique is, I'll help you maximize it. Um, aside from that, I do, I teach um, five schools. I do Winter Guard soundtracks for people. I produce music. Um, I run a couple social media accounts. I help other people with social media. And yeah, that's essentially what I do. Holy shit, five schools. <laughs> yes, I do teach oh five schools. And then so the social head at three, and then I am like a tech at two. Man. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> and then I like travel around and I give clinics um, internationally. I went to Indonesia this past year and then Costa Rica. Um, planning to go to some places this year as well, of course, if quarantine calms down. And then I also do choreography with like Phoenix Independent, Reverie, um, and a couple other places that bring me in here and there. Very cool. That's what's very, up. Very cool. Yeah. Especially the international stuff is really exciting, um, especially because how like new this activity is for a lot of them. Yes. Um, Costa Rica. I remember like going to or having to skip like my family trips to Mexico because of like band camp or drum mm -hmm. corps and thinking like, damn, I, I know Color Guard and myself, we're, we're going to find each other in Mexico yeah, one I day. Know. <laughs> I know. I have a lot of, um, like, I have a lot of people from Mexico that, um, like, message me on Instagram now. And there's a lot of bands out there now, and the people will share my choreography and stuff and learn it and everything. It's really interesting. It's spreading so much, so oh, yeah. international all over the world. If, if you ever so need cool. to know some, like, quick Spanish phrases, I'm sure okay, Google I can help you, but hit, hit me up. Especially with the slang, like, some of the stuff, it, you know, it just doesn't translate well. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yes, I would definitely be coming to you then, because I need some help in that area. <laughs> Yeah, weird. I got you. And any anything we can do to help us spread the word, and spread your work. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, Thank you. Uh, just a random question: Which do you enjoy more, marching or teaching? Um, if we're being honest, I really enjoy teaching a lot more. Um, I think marching is really rewarding, and obviously, like people get what they get out of it. But I just find a lot more rewards in the teaching aspect of color guard because it can branch out into so many different things. Um. And I don't know, like my favorite thing is just like when students just get something for that first time. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have that new kid, they finally like learn how to do a single and they're so like down on themselves when they're like first working on it and it's so hard for them, but then they get it. And that moment, like when they get it is like what really stuck with me. Like my first year of teaching, that's what stuck with me and kind of stayed with me throughout. So now those are the moments when I'm like seeing kids on my story and stuff that are like, oh, like I learned how to do this, that moment when they're so excited, that's like what I'm looking for throughout my teaching career. But yeah, definitely teaching for me over marching. Yeah, that's so awesome. There, um, it's cool when like you see a kid like kind of achieve a skill for the first time, mm -hmm. but um, it's like there's, you also see the moment too when they like get the mechanics of it in their head and they like mm -hmm. open up their eyes and like, yeah, oh, so like, oh, that's how I do it. Yeah, that push. light bulb like went <laughs> yes, off. Yes, yes, exactly. The light bulb. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I feel like. It's a great feeling. Yeah, I can like go like step back, get, drink some water, <laughs> like right, and on to exactly. the next one. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. kind of figured that um, just from like your presence online that you would like enjoy teaching more. Um, yeah, just I really because do. of like the, I guess all the the pathways that you've taken um, mm -hmm. to just like share it with the world. Yeah. But uh, speaking of teaching. How would you go about explaining your teaching style, your pedagogy when you go about things? Because it's so like me being on the East Coast, you guys being on the West Coast, it kind of like starts to, 
I guess there's a lot of discrepancies or like differences in that in that aspect. So um, if you can just uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Honestly, I feel like like I would say I'm kind of a social teacher. Like I'm not really like pound hard. Like this is exactly how you have to do it. I'm more of like I kind of give the kids the skills to figure out the things on their own and fix themselves and kind of teach more self-sufficient. And a lot of people think I'm like very relaxed, like in my teaching style and I kind of let my kids do whatever I want, but I like to have those moments in my teaching where we can have fun and we can laugh for 15 minutes while we're writing this choreography that I'm trying to teach you. But then in 20 minutes when you're supposed to be good at it, you can kind of pull yourself back into that mode and be extremely serious about it. So I would say like, it's very constructive, my teaching style. And I really try to make the kids teach themselves so that they feel proud of themselves and they feel a lot more motivated to keep going rather than everything being handed to them so that they're not as inspired to learn on their own. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of times if you just hand everything to them, like you give them every single little baby step, then they won't be inspired to go learn things on their own. But when you kind of take a couple tools away and kind of have them fill in their own blanks, especially after you do the basic portion of it and you're starting to get more into those advanced technical skills, I really allow them to kind of fill in their own blanks so that, they kind of fall in love with color guard like I did. But yeah, that's yeah. kind of my teaching style. I love that. I think um, that's a that's a great approach because Thank not, you so much. I, I think that like, I mean, me and Pedro kind of got, Pedro's gotten both ends, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the cadets, it was like, duh, 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 the whole time. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> I know. And I, Yo. I was about that too, but I was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't. But yes, that exact same thing. And honestly, Pedro is like what I imagine I would want my kids to go do I would want them to get both ends of the spectrum you know what I mean I wouldn't want them to just have that fun relaxed feeling because then they'll only be like that I would rather them have that fun relaxed feeling and then also go and march places like cadets and like crown and like those places that are a little more harsher with the technique and with everything you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing so that they get both ends of the spectrum yeah so they're a little bit well balanced there yeah exactly and from like that sorry Pedro (laughs) I was saying um the the tools that you're talking about sounds like when you're when you're thinking about the timeline of a season, mm-hmm. it's like that's really a lot of the stuff that you do before you dive into the show. And right. working with some schools and some programs, you see them like wanna get into drill right away, wanna get into staging and teaching like big features. Um, but it yeah, it is that like you're you're trying to cultivate people's passion and cultivate them to like or help kids understand what these mechanics are so that they can go mm-hmm take a double into like a double at port, a double behind their back. Exactly. Um, a with a phrase and right. different textures within it. And yeah, I think if, you know, there's, there will always be the, the pressure to get your show done, mm-hmm. but the, the that process becomes, the process flourishes differently when you do invest in that early stage stuff of um, getting kids to like Color Guard. Right. And I think like my method also works because it goes hand in hand with the way I pace my season. I'm definitely one to where I kind of finish my shows in like early January. Like I have all the drill, all the ideas written by early January and I get it all out to the kids and kind of like a little bit overload them just a little bit, just so that they can work out things on their own. And then that's another way like I have them manage their time is that you have this entire show that you have to get good by February 1st. So how are you going to properly manage your time at the things that you're the worst at, the things that you're better at, which are you going to allocate time to at rehearsals? And I kind of definitely set up my season like that. And then I also go through my seasons making sure that I explain everything to my kids. Like I kind of explain my drill and my design to them as I'm doing it. 
so they understand where the performance is supposed to be coming from. I feel like, I do feel like, and they're both ways are good. I do feel like a lot of instructors kind of hide everything from their kids and like surprise them. But I want my kids to kind of like soak up in the performance a little bit more before they have a show. Does that make sense? I love that so much. And that's yeah, not, yeah. that's not a common approach. Like that mm-hmm. hiding stuff, the I'm that's the one with the knowledge. I'm the yeah. one giving you your direction and you're just going to do my show. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a lot of my experiences uh, mm-hmm. as a performer um, and really like when you try to like, it doesn't, it takes a while for you to like see the show and see what the design intention is. Right. Like there's been some clarity added on. So knowing mm-hmm. that as you're learning the process probably makes the season as the performer go by differently. Right. It just, ma- I don't know. It just makes me enjoy teaching a lot more too when I feel like I'm collaborating with my students and I'm allowing them to kind of like if I'm giving them something too easy, I'm going to hear them in the back being like, oh, but if I hear that, like, if it's something too hard, same thing. You know what I mean? I kind of collaborate with my students a lot on that road a little bit more. And then obviously if they talk too much or they kind of overstep their boundaries and we kind of have to take a step back and go a little bit more into that like hard mode, but most of the time it's very collaborative. Did that um like, I guess, approach, was that influenced by anybody or like, have you just kind of tested things out as you've been doing it? That was actually influenced by Scott Chandler, honestly. He, with the, like, rifle line and, uh, like, all my years, he would always look back at us and kind of see how we looked doing it. And then if we looked awkward or we were uncomfortable with it or he could tell that we didn't want to do it, he would change it. And he, and it wasn't like, oh, you don't like my choreography. It was more like, I want to make sure that you're comfortable on the field. I want to make sure that you're comfortable in your show because, yes, I could write the craziest hard twirls I can, but are you going to look great doing it? You know what I mean? And I feel like his approach to that and where he kind of collaborates with all of us on the color guard as he's writing really stuck with me through all my teaching. I didn't used to be like that. I definitely used to be like, no, you have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. And then my last year of Blue Devils in 2016, that's when I started changing my approach. And then I think it was in 2017 that I worked with Rosie um, Queen for a week at Foothill High School. And she had, was it 2017 or 2018? It was one of those years. It was either 2017 <laughs> or 2018 where she had come into a, um, a week at a school that Katie was actually working at um, at that time. And then I did like technique with her and just her approach to things. I'd always, I don't know, just me, I'd always thought that East Coast were very specific with the way they like everything. And Rosie was just so open. She was just so open to everything. She was open to like my ideas and her own ideas and collaborating and mixing them all together. And it was just so different from what I had heard about everyone on the East Coast. And it completely changed my view of Color Guard. And that's kind of when like that side of it took off. I'm yeah, loving like... everything you're saying. Because <laughs> as like, that, it was the first thing I picked up at, uh, at BD when I was yeah. there. Um, just how like, how much Scott Chandler did just oversee things and take things in. Um, yeah. and when, he, he, when, when he was in front of you, you knew, you knew it was a special moment and you were mm-hmm. really getting it. Um, that process was really special to me. And I also um, did have a moment with Rosie Queen this last season mm-hmm. for a weekend and same thing. She was very collaborative. She wanted to hear from me first and oops, she wanted to hear from me first and hear about the process and the season um, and then give feedback instead of you know, we were expecting to just give it over to Rosie and see, mm-hmm. like, see what we we uh, could possibly learn learn from mm-hmm. her. But that those conversations and the process is what I walked away with. Um, yeah, really left a big imprint on me. Yeah, she's just so well rounded, and she knows and she lives in California to, now. I know she does live in California now. She just knows how to take her own knowledge and apply it in different places. Like even if the technique doesn't match exactly what she was taught, she knows how to take a couple things from her technique and apply it to the new technique that she's learning to maximize it. 
and that's kind of like the things I got from her I think that's so yeah, important too yeah. like that is so so important because I feel like there's it's totally an east coast mentality of like our way or the highway you know mm-hmm. like and I like I think I think of my experiences at cadets with Greg Lagola, who like would be screaming at you for like not mm-hmm. doing it exactly <laughs> how he taught it, and he's not even doing the body full out. So you're mm-hmm. like, um, <laughs> you're like you want me to look like that? Uh, okay, so we're all like looking like this, like as we're like trying to do this choreography, and we're getting screamed right. at because like he's like that's supposed to be a four starch, or that's supposed to be a saute, and he didn't even lift his leg off the ground, and you're like. And you're like, are you kidding me right now? Right, right. <laughs> like, so bro, funny. are you kidding? <laughs> but, and to um, to give that that process a little bit of credit, um, it, it took me my my first year of drum corps was my first year outdoor um, color guard ever, and I was I was at the cadets. I should not have been at the cadets. I should have taken my ass to the teal sound or to the <laughs> the open class group that. Um, what, you know, it, it was where my level was at, but um, mm-hmm. the cadets really, like, they taught me basically, like, everything I everything I knew um, from cones to forearm strength. To, right. It, and if it wasn't because they, like, drilled it into me, I wouldn't have learned it quickly enough for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there you have to bring your kids up to a certain level before you can take it to that other process. Right. Um, but yeah, man, the cadets really taught me everything I knew. If it wasn't for them being hard asses on me, yeah. um, who knows where else like I would have went in color guard. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's nice to get just literally all kinds of styles. Like even right. the style that's a mix of all of them together. Like it's just good to be well-rounded and have both of those ideas in your head so that when you're going to these different places, you can just flip the switch and turn that style on. Yeah, for real. Um, so I've... You're talking about the online lessons. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? How you've been going about it? Yes. So one of my favorite parts of like social media is the business side of it. And not the business side of it, like I want all your money, but more the business side of it, like I want to make things as efficient for the student and the parent as possible. And I found this website called Acuity Scheduling. Um, where basically you can go online and you can kind of book private lessons through there and you can set everything up. Um, But I do my online lessons through that website. And then obviously I have a bunch of different things that you can do. You can do group lessons. You can do video lessons. You can do in-person lessons when we're not quarantined. Um, You can get help with instructing. You can get help with designing. You can get help with writing choreography, just anything kind of. Um, Work with all ages, all age groups. I won't block you out if you're 10 years older than me or 50 years younger than me like it doesn't matter um your age I'll help everyone I just helped someone that was 26 right before this like 30 minutes before this thing and then before that lesson I helped someone that was 16 so um I kind of help everyone with whatever they would need but yeah that's how I go about it um and then they kind of fill out a form when they signed up that will just let them let me know what they want to work on they'll select equipment rifle saber flag they'll tell me their grade their age where they're from so I know what technique they're doing and then um they'll tell me any more information about the lesson I think I should know and then I start I was watching one of your stories and Mm -hmm. you were breaking down like the methodology for the tosses with accuracy Mm -hmm. and consistency and um basically all the stuff you were asking and like these 10 minute um private lessons are no joke you pack a lot of information in there and you you drill it pretty quickly Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I don't think a lot of people realize, too, is that my lessons aren't just I work with you for an hour and I'm done with you and you can never message me or talk to me again. I definitely let all my private lessons 
students know that and anything they need, I'm basically like their instructor now. Anything they need, they can message me. They don't have to book a private lesson to get help. I'm not going to block them out and you have to pay $30 to get a like to get help if i'm working on something with them or i taught them something in choreography like i just taught this girl a captain audition this morning and now i took a video after the lesson re-explaining everything so that she had it for herself and then the next lesson that i just gave um we did doubles like standard doubles and then 45 tosses um and we i sent them an entire list of kind of notes of everything that we did because there's a lot of information jam-packed in 30 minutes and you're going to forget tons of stuff. We all know from being taught by people. So I jam-packed that email full of everything that I talked about so that they can remember everything. Um, and then the top, uh, the top, bye. And then the toss blocks is going to work. Bye, Katie. <laughs> and then the toss blocks, um, I made those a way to help people that already know how to spin. So those aren't actually for like newer people. They're more for those that can already spin and want to test their consistency and accuracy. Because a lot of us think, and I said that in my story too, a lot of us think that we're consistent and we are. A lot of us can do sixes, a lot of us can do fives, a lot of us can do the toss every single time, but can you catch it at waist level perfectly at the right height, at the right rotation every single time? So that's where the toss blocks come from. And they definitely come from like, consistency will come from um, heights and rotation. And then the um, accuracy will come from tracking and then where your toss lands in relation to your waist level. And then after those 10 minutes, I'll take all of those tosses, and then I have a little formula in Google Sheets where I kind of take all your tosses, number of halves, drops, tracking left, tracking right, too high, too low, and then I'll give you your percentages. And then with those percentages, if they're too low, I'll let you know tips on how to raise them. And then if they're high, I'll give you tips on how to stay consistent as you're getting fatigued. This is, yeah, I, 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 oh, so, I love how mathematical and logical, oh, it's so... Uh, it, the, yeah. the TJ really jumped out. Like it's it's all there. I see the influence. It's yeah, amazing. she's the one for me. She said something my first year where she was like, "You guys have to remember that color guard is science. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what technique you physics. do. It's all physics. So it doesn't matter if you whip down. It doesn't matter if you push lift. There's a physics to the equipment, and there's a science behind it. You have to do that science correctly, no matter what technique you're doing for the tosses to come out correctly and consistently." Hearing you say all that is like so satisfying to my head, and I feel like the tears <laughs> are really running for when I like am, you know, trying to work on a skill on my own. And I've I've worked with a um, an instructor before. We were trying to talk about like technique and trying to like solidify like so, so that we had consistent language mm-hmm. in our approach. And right. at one point, like we just weren't meeting each other halfway. And mm-hmm. the response I got was, "A quad is a quad is a quad." And you just have to go out there and teach mm-hmm. the quad. And I was like, I, right. you, you said a lot of words, but I don't, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> yeah. Or make yeah. it makes sense for me. Right. And yeah, it's like that, that approach um, mm-hmm. that you, it's, it's not just a 10 minute um, toss block. Like there's, there's that, that amount of labor that goes into it. But then, like you said, a, a fucking equation in an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet and percentage yeah, and like... notes and I'm your <laughs> instructor for life. You can hit me up. Like it's, that is such an amazing service. And it goes uh, with the barrier of having to do it online and mm-hmm. through a screen like this, like you are offering like so much more than what some, um, some people get just in being in a team. Right. And I'm really trying to make it worth their while. That is the thing too, is that I'm making it so that kids can do it. This isn't $30. This isn't an hour long lesson. This one's $5. So like if you're a world-class member and you think you're consistent, this is your way to test it and really kind of prove to yourself, are you actually consistent and accurate or can you just catch? 
You know what I mean? And that's where I'm kind of leaning towards. I want more adults to kind of do the toss box so they can start being actually perfect and getting to that perfect level instead of just saying, oh, I'm consistent. Oh, can you do your, you know what I mean? Can Pedro, you do your do cold it. seven or can you just catch a cold <laughs> seven? Yo, you know what I mean? Well, Pedro, already want to dust off some cobwebs? <laughs> Yo, I haven't spun right hot 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 The flag that I have <laughs> right now, the flag that I have right now has no weight and the bottom crutch tip is like so worn down that the metal is sticking out so like if i toss a 45 and some wind snags it and it spins <laughs> out it could be it could not be cute for me later um but yeah let's see what we can dust off and try to <laughs> i haven't wow. spun at all this quarter, yeah this so. how do i turn this camera around let's see is this uh oh, through skype on your phone there we go this is the toss formula so, I love like, it. literally uh, like oh this yeah, 52 tosses, working up and down the ladder. And it just shows you literally all the percentages. And then all of this is just literally math-based. Because, Hi. yeah, yeah I'm, just really, I'm just really, really trying to get people to see that Color Guard is just so much more than the West and East Coast. It's just, it's physics. Like, it's a science. It's not mm -hmm. how you think you should do it. There's literally a science behind how it should rotate in the air. I like that you're breaking the barrier, too, that, like, it shouldn't be an East and West Coast thing. Like, it should, mm -hmm. like, actually bring us together. If anything, mm -hmm. that we're able to do it from 3,000 exactly. apart. I think it's so, so cool what you're doing. Because exactly. it's, like, it's it's really, it's bringing people together. And, like, it's just, I think, elevating the community to such a level that, like, we haven't seen before. And it's a camaraderie and just being like, all right, let's just, mm -hmm. let, let's, let's spin this little ditty together. And, like, you know, like, I think it's... Yeah, I think it's really great. Right, I just want people to get out and spin. That's my main goal. Just yeah, get out of the house, it. go spin, and practice and learn. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, I guess speaking of spinning and, like, posting yourself on the internet, um, a lot of people find that hard and uncomfortable. I know myself included that I am my hardest critic, and mm -hmm. I know people on the internet are super super rough and mean sometimes um how did that all start was it just from you loving color guard starting to post videos and then you saw some traction or like you were just like i'm just gonna keep doing this because i like it you know like i think i look cute you know <laughs> it literally started off with um katie was auditioning for blast and when you audition for blast there's the like criteria they have to do 10 tosses in a row so we were both just practicing it and i did 10 sixes in a row so then I was like, oh, I don't really post Color Guard on my Instagram because at the time I was really deep into like music production. And Pedro knows from marching with me and stuff that I've before, sent her your stuff. Yeah. Before I did like just so much Color Guard stuff, I actually like produced music and did remixes and stuff like that. So she was doing the 10 sixes. I didn't have a place to really post it. Um, so I was like, oh, I kind of want to make like a guard Instagram so that I can post my stuff and kind of dump everything. I didn't think anything of it. Posted it that was it just kind of hope for the best um and then i just kept posting my choreography because i had a bunch of things like in my camera roll. i was like oh i'll post this kind of see how it does post this and then it started gaining traction just like you said um and then from there that's when i was like okay this could actually become something but the become something actually came from kids starting to comment on my posts like you inspire me so much or you're so good like things like that really hit me differently because i had never heard like people from like obviously other places tell me that um so when they were telling me that it made me want to respond to them and then it made me want to like thank them and make sure that I like give them appreciation and stuff and then obviously when you do that it returns more 
So then it kept happening and then it kind of just kept reoccurring and reoccurring and then it got bigger and bigger. And then that's honestly my biggest thing is I just want to make sure that kids feel appreciated by me if they reach out to me, if they message me, if they post something. And then I also want to make sure that I'm spreading choreography the best that I can, but also spreading variety and making sure that kids don't feel like they need to do everything carves and drop spins and do everything up and overs and do everything in the toaster and do everything exactly how they learned it. They can step out of bounds and be weird and be different and do things on the opposite hand and do 45s from here and toss from here. And then that's kind of where my page went. And then now after it grew a lot and I started branching out onto different social media sites and like on TikTok, I have over like 130,000 followers on there. Um, so that's like my biggest social media site right now. Um, but after it kind of reached that point and people like started licensing my choreography and my different videos that I did to like little trendy songs, that's when I was like, I think Color Guard can go more into the entertainment realm and we can start moving into what Blast is doing and what um, BD just did with BTS and what they did at the Super Bowl and what um, like Bring Your Own Snare is doing and all these places that are branching out into the entertainment industry. I think Color Guard's like the next activity that's going to hit that and uh, that industry. So that's where I'm kind of driving my page to now is trying to, yes, reach all the people that are doing Color Guard currently, but also reach everyone else in the world so that they can see that Color Guard isn't just step in time and hold your flag like this. It can be entertaining. It can be trendy. It can be modern. It can be dancey. It can be all those things that every other artistic thing is. You just touched on so many good points. I know. That was so um, much. I'm so sorry. I'm, no, don't no, be no, sorry. I, no way. That you have no idea great. how happy oh, I am. Um, so, like, <laughs> you're talking about, like, different varieties. And some you see, sometimes you see people post choreography. And, and you know, it's coming from a place that they know. But it's like, we've already seen this swirl. We've seen this roll into this toss. And um, I don't remember which song you posted. But there was just so many things that, like, just from this like illusion with like the, the hand rowing around with the flag going up and doing a lofty single and a half and like the way you incorporate the body with like different types of rotations and different speeds it's um it, it's really refreshing and while it like might not look as crazy as all these <clears throat> these other tricks that we've learned to see from world-class performance <clears throat> performers um it's still really fucking difficult and mm-hmm. takes a degree of control and yeah, it's, it's just so different. It's, it's really nice to watch. Thank you. And that's why I definitely try to, like, I feel a lot of times I'm my own barrier when I'm writing because I love that style so much. I really love that, like, Scott Chandler, like, let me show you my control and how I can maximize the body and equipment together. That gets in my way a lot of the times. So recently I've been trying to write mixed. I've been write, trying to write in my style, obviously, but also showing people that you can still spin. You can have this 16 counts in the phrase where you dance and really show off control, but then the next 16, you can do everything on your hands and behind your back and under your leg and with an illusion and two turns under it and all these things. And making sure that kids understand that you don't have to come from this place to do this or this place to do this. You can come from anywhere and pick any style that you want to do. Agreed. That's awesome. That's Thank you. Seems as though like your life literally revolves around color guard um like have you felt you hit like any op like not obstacles but have you felt burnout yet or like you feel like i don't know like i i could only imagine like i even coming off the road with crossman or like when i'm band camped out by the end of august like mm. I'm, like i need like a month off from color guard and it's just <laughs> like and fo- like like i can only imagine like what what do you do when you hit that like do you like detox do you like it's 
because your life revolves around it's probably mm-hmm. like detoxing is probably close to impossible but yeah I don't really ever get a solid break from it I feel like my breaks are teaching it you know what I mean like aside <laughs> from recording and like writing and stuff like that my breaks from it are doing private lessons and kind of doing what I'm doing right now and like these are my little breaks from it where I can just kind of talk and spread my love for it um but I felt extremely burned out when I came back from Indonesia um last year like last September and I think I talked about it a little bit on my page too that I had been writing this flag piece for like literally two straight months. And that was the longest it's ever taken me to write anything. And just every single move I did, I felt wasn't good enough. I felt wasn't this, I felt wasn't that. And I just quickly learned that it wasn't my choreography. It was just my mental state at the time. I had just put so much on my plate and just because the social media aspect of it took off, which I'm extremely thankful for, I didn't have time to set myself up properly. You know what I mean? I didn't have a production schedule. I didn't have like these private lessons set up properly. I didn't have like my TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. Like I didn't have schedules for when I'm posting things and who I'm talking to and flagging messages and all these different things that I do now that keep me organized. And that caused me to just have constant stress. Like from the second I would wake up, I would think about, oh God, I have to reply to this person and this person and this person. To the time I went to bed, I wanted to make sure I answered every single story and every single message. And then I learned when I came back from Indonesia, it took me like two weeks after I got back to continue writing the flag piece and kind of settle off a little bit. But I definitely just have blocks of time where I devote to social media now. So it's not only, like I don't do social media all day. I will do it in blocks. Like I have like from 10 to 12, I will make sure I reply to people on this social media app and from two to blah, 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 I'll make sure I do this. And that's kind of allowed me to not burn out as much. I still have those moments where I do burn out. We all do. It doesn't matter if you're doing something that you hate or something you love. If you do it enough, you're going to burn out. But there's ways to get around it. And I try to make sure that I express when I'm having those moments on my story as well. So that kids know like, oh, he's going through it too right now. Like, it's okay. I'm, I'm, it's okay that I'm going through this as well because he's going through it too. Yeah, I like the transparency because, yeah, like going back to how we're like, staff used to hide things i think mm-hmm. that was a it's a big thing that now people mm-hmm. are just open and they communicate about that stuff and mm-hmm. that's great and you honestly can't hide it like we when you are on tour um mm-hmm. you you know the dynamics off you know something's different you know right. like oh why did the staff member go home today you know it, and yeah. it just makes it weird for everyone and it sounds like your um that frustration that you were feeling came from like a point where like you were growing and you needed to reflect to see you, you needed to like reevaluate some things to see how this could be sustainable for the long term. Because like you said, you were just dumping this thing out there because you love it and you didn't really have any plans. So it's like even it's so crazy to think that you went to Indonesia into this amazing mm-hmm. uh, like teaching experience out there from something that was just like, I do this and I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah, and this was all within a year. Like I had yeah. start I started my Instagram on December or like so December twelfth or something like that, 2018. And then I had got the Indonesia gig in, I think, February. Mm. So within two months of, like, me starting the Instagram and stuff, I got that gig. And this is why I tell so many people, like, it doesn't, in the long run, it doesn't matter what people think of you when you're posting on social media because, like, look at what can happen from it. Like, you're really going to make fun of the person posting choreography, but now they're going to all these crazy places. And same thing, like, you just never know where anything is going to take you, so just put yourself out there and try your hardest to do that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um. I've gotten some kind of extraordinary um, opportunities just and I don't I don't even post but like the very little that like that does get out there it's like so crazy to see that like turn into like 
digital opportunities too. Like there's mm -hmm. a school that I'm, I write choreography, I upload it. Um, I write myself like breaking it down or I record yeah. myself breaking it down to ship it off. And then the check comes in the mail. And that was like without any effort. And I think about it all the time, like, man, well, thank God for quarantine because now there is this time to do projects like this and like what you're talking about. But um, I used to think about it all the time. Like I could quit this job right now and try to do this uh, mm -hmm. like full time out there. And then, you know, there's always the fear like, damn, I like my health insurance or uh, other yeah. like real world things that you got to like think about too. Um, but for real, whenever my job does get a little like, do I really want to do this? Is today going to be the day? I'd like, yeah, it's it's always in the back of my mind. Like I, there's there's more opportunities elsewhere. You could just right. drop this and see, even if it's not color guard, like just see where your passion goes and mm -hmm. like commit to something. Yeah, and it's obviously not sustainable for everyone and not everyone's going to want to put in all the effort because color guard like is, right now a minor activity like obviously we don't get paid a massive amount no one's giving you 10 million dollars to go be on a commercial so you have to kind of do a lot of things to make an income but that's how it is and i feel like that's a lot of times where the burnout comes from too is that in order to continue your passion and turn it into something that you do lifelong you have to it has to be lucrative you know what i mean it has mm -hmm. to be lucrative to be sustainable so like i do feel bad sometimes asking for different things or creating things that are paid services but you kind of it's what you have to do to give back to the community as a whole if you want to stay sustainable and do it 24 7 like i'm doing it just has to be lucrative yeah that's real and like especially sure. with this creative stuff i think the awareness of like arts cost money this mm -hmm. these, these skills cost money and mm -hmm. you got to pay up if you want to be good you got to pay up if you want quality um mm -hmm. it's, you're not just going to get stuff for free no more just because right. stuff is so accessible like you you can either do the free and accessible um thing but you're the quality it's so easy to tell where the quality exactly comes. that's right. a big deal too because it's like i with i do yeah i'm an i i have a freelance art business and oh, like wow. having yeah so like having you know like it relates so much to color guard because it's like mm -hmm. just because you enjoy what you're doing people think you're going to do it for less or people think you're going to do it for free just because you like it and i right. i hate that mentality because people like someone asked me to do a logo for them last week i told mm -hmm. pedro about this and they were like you cost that much to put a couple letters together and i was <laughs> like that's rude it's like mm -hmm. it's like saying like when we write a piece of choreography and send it off like you're you're spent like a you're making me pay that much for some eight counts. You yeah. like, yeah, like throwing yeah. a flag around and jumping in the air. Like, right. I think it, people are really like blind to the fact of that. Like, thinking mm -hmm. that, like, well, you'll get exposure. You can, you'll get exposed by this thing. Like, no, like exposure doesn't pay the bills, bitch. Yeah, exposure's a scam. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's some nonsense. Right. Oh, but then it feels so good when like somebody does give you like the amount you're asking. It's like, oh, yeah. I should have tacked on another one fifty for. <laughs> Yeah, this line that's, item. A, that's a big thing too that I find myself I get like probably two messages a day asking people how they should talk about money like truly like mm -hmm. asking people oh I got offered this thing or I want to set up private lessons I want to do this how much should I charge how much should I do how much should I do this and it's just always the same thing how much do you think you're worth yep. and that's it how much do you believe you should make for your choreography for your lessons for your whatever say that price don't like don't go down to that person's level obviously in the beginning you should start off a little bit lower. But when you start getting renowned and you start getting noticed and things like that are happening and people are saying your name to other directors and stuff, you can start charging because you have credibility. Yeah, it's like the, I, I read something one day. It was like, you'll never see like Gucci go on sale. Mm -hmm. So if you see yourself as a 
a premium brand or a mm-hmm. premium service, then you're going to charge like a premium service. If you see yourself mm-hmm. as the like, was it rollback prices at Walmart that like, <laughs> you know, that like that yellow, that yellow tag that goes yeah. on, on sale. Like it's like, you have to like, it's, it, you hate to put a number on yourself and like, right. a, like a value. But at the end of the day, like if you, if you really value what you're giving, like you're going to give like a true mm-hmm. number, but it's, it's right. so hard. Like I, I, I feel that mm-hmm. like it's it's such like a like ambiguous kind of thing because it's like well how long you've been doing it what's your experience how good are you even mm-hmm. at teaching so it's like it's so individualized for every person mm-hmm. so it's it's always an interesting conversation to have though because like some band directors will like come back fighting like guns ablazing saying mm-hmm. like um, no like no sorry <laughs> like or yeah that's what i always tell people is that money will always be the hardest part of business no matter yes. what it doesn't matter how great you think you are at talking about money you're gonna need always a person uncomfortable. someday that you're <laughs> gonna be uncomfortable with talking to about money and as well this is a really important discussion and as color guard choreographers and technicians you don't you oftentimes just find yourself in jobs like you you graduate high school and your band director asks you to come back or right. somebody that's seen you in the circuit asks you to come over and it's a lot of the the very young ones <clears throat> on their first gigs it's like word of mouth and then you like you you talk about a schedule you talk about what your role is possibly going to be you show up and then at the end of the season you're just happy to get some money in it's hard mm-hmm. to um I mean, I had to send some kid, um, somebody that I taught, a like a, a mock contract to write up. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me about how, like, oh, I'm so happy to work with this school. It was a school that was two hours away from where she lived. And she was really happy for the opportunity. And mm-hmm. I was like, how many times have you been there? She said three times. And I was like, All right, have you talked about money? She said no. It's like don't go back <laughs> like Stop it's going and you know you, you don't you don't think you're being taken advantage of mm-hmm. people don't think they're taking advantage of you it's just how this community has operated for so long but like get your work down on a contract get your responsibilities down get your dates down talk about mm-hmm. how you're going to exit this contract in it and it like it kind of looks like crazy like oh i'm just teaching flags why do i need to get this uh this spreadsheet out to the band director this invoice right. but it's it's so real and right making that more normalized will help have those will help with those conversations about money in the long term when you're in a program because so many times you've seen 19 year olds join a program and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden their staff leaves and then they don't want to leave because of the kids and now you're a color guard director and have to plan nine months ahead mm-hmm. invoices and stuff traveling and costumes and like no you you should not be in this role all love this community you, you need a mentor you need somebody to right through this um yeah the, the, those money always, discussions are important yeah i always tell kids to like when i was right out of high school my instructor who's rob rodriguez i teach with him now at um at awanda and then i marched with him at like fantasia and stuff but he taught me in high school and then literally the end of my senior year I asked if i wanted to work there so like i had started switching roles already like right after championships i was already helping him like prepare for auditions helping him like kind of teach kids and he was mentoring me and kind of giving me those connections. And he's honestly the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now. Because right after high school, I personally didn't want to do color guard anymore. I wanted to kind of stop and kind of Imagine just do something that. else. I know. I kind of wanted to stop and do something else. I didn't audition for a drum corps or anything. But I went to the Rose Bowl with him one day because he was like, oh, you should come watch a show with me. So I was like, sure. So I went to the Rose Bowl. And then Gold had a booth because someone had gotten hurt during the season in 2013. And they were looking for someone to fill the spot. And then like two weeks after I signed up, I got an email and then I joined like halfway through the season. And then after gold, then I went to BD and then, yeah, but he was the one who mentored me and got me all the connections. And he was the one who kind of kept me 
like under his wing and told me, oh, don't say this, don't do this. Oh, ask for this much, ask for this much. And he was the one who backed everything up that I did. So I had someone who knew what they were talking about and had years of experience. And I always tell students when they're like, how can I get into teaching? Find a mentor, ask your instructor if they know of any schools, any openings, we all know each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This community is just so expansive. We even just through a Facebook message, you know? Yes, even through a Facebook (laughs) message, like mutual friends. It's just, it's so easy to connect with people all over the world right now. And you just really need that person, just like Pedro just said, in your life to tell you, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, because I've had this, this, and this experience doing that. Yeah, for real. Mm -hmm. So important. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. What else do we have on our plate, Pedro? (laughs) There's so many things we can talk about. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I talk about how I've, like you said, I didn't want to do color guard anymore. I've quit this activity four times, and mm-hmm. here we are, like talking to you. And still, like, there's no way I'm, there's no way I'm actually leaving after that fourth time. It's like you, why, why are you in denial about this? Like you, it's, it's gonna be in your life. Um, and every time I come back, it's not, it's not just for the people, but it's also for me. Um, it's just mm-hmm. nice to go outside and chuck a hundred sixes um, because you need to that day. So. Right. Yeah, it's it's that. You don't even have to catch them, you know. <laughs> Let's see how far this can go to the right, <laughs> or when it's really windy and you're like, I see in the okay, air. Okay, when you talk like this, and it's the arm behind you, literally. Parallel to the ground. Kansas, Idaho, uh, Ohio. Okay, the uh, so Midwest. Yes, yes, exactly. A terrible. Ge- geographical region <laughs> it's just it's so odd there in the summer too but uh yeah what um speaking on that like adversity and the the relief that you get from doing color guard is there any like <clears throat> any moments in your past where you really found yourself like if i didn't have her color guard if i didn't have color guard right now i don't know how i would be dealing with this honestly okay i think i think color guard has been my outlet in the past four different things like I very clearly remember right before 2016 happened my dog had passed away that I had had since I was a kid he was like Mm -hmm. the one in my backyard like watching me learn how to spin and stuff and he had passed away like a day before I drove up north to um go to like April camp or whatever um or no move-ins and then that like really stuck with me all of tour and then on some other things that happened to like before that, and I was just like really feeling down. So I used 2016 to kind of get off social media. I don't think I talked to like any single person that season other than the people that I was traveling with. Um, didn't talk to a single person and used that to kind of clear my mind and kind of figure out what I wanted. Cause I feel like right out of high school, especially in color guard, this is such a activity with big personalities and so many vivid personalities that you kind of feel like you have to match wherever you go. Like, if you go to a group where everyone's loud and outlandish, you have to be loud and outlandish. Or if you go to a group where people are mostly quiet, then you want to feel like you like you want to be quiet. And I really had to kind of step back after I had marched a few years of winter and see, like, do I really want to be like this? Like, is this who I want to be or do I want to be someone different? And then Color Guard in 2016, those two months of tour were what, for me, helped me kind of find myself, discover myself. And now I look back at videos of myself before 2016, I'm like, wow, I acted like that. Like, wow, I said those things. Like, wow, I was so bold, or I did this, or I said this. And I kind of look back at that person, I'm like, that wasn't who I wanted to be. That was just who I was, like, acting as. Because it's, when I came out of the high school, I was put right into that realm. You know what I mean? So I felt like I had to fit into that box. 
But that was the biggest thing for me is that right after my dog died, I had kind of used that time to reflect and like be sad and in my feelings and listen to Drake songs and all those sad songs and everything on tour and then kind of come out of tour ready to kind of push myself in a new direction. That's really relatable for me. Mm -hmm. Um, 2015, the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, so much stuff felt like it was constantly changing. I was <clears throat> had moved from South Florida to Portland by that point. Um, thought I wasn't doing drum corps anymore. I was like, I there's no way I can afford this while I'm living mm -hmm. on my own. Um, and just on a whim, BD happened, and life was not slowing down before April camp. And so, so much stuff even happened on tour that just I felt like I couldn't really talk to with anybody mm -hmm. because it was like a world removed and we're on tour who, who cares about like court dates and rent bills and mm -hmm. medical stuff um but yeah it was especially what you talked to about the group dynamics um the blue devils was so different um west coast the west coast like chill lifestyle was so mm -hmm. different from what i um had experienced before and every even from all the different dynamics that there are on the east coast that it was really it was really nice to have that like like you said, I was wasn't really around much um, in sixteen on social media, and to like really reflect to see like what what do I want in the future? Um, how is this gonna fuel that? Even though that wasn't the question that I had in my mind, but it was mm -hmm. part of the process. Um, yeah, it was. It's so crazy to see how like that parallels because March, February, March, April before Blue Doubles, I just I don't even know why I was even trying to do drum corps. It was mm. it was such a crazy time, but drum corps really was a good. A good release and a good um like reset for mm -hmm. the years after that and i i think that's my favorite part about drum corps i prefer winter guard just because i hate the sun personally like i just i hate being out in the sun and getting sweaty and hot and i really like winter guard <laughs> but the aspect of drum corps that is my favorite is that you're just so removed from everything like it's truly a chance for any single person doing tour to kind of reset and even if you can't reset the physical things that are happening at home, you can kind of reset your mental state and you can be with your friends for 180 days and you can do all these different, or so for, uh, for 90 days and you can be with your friends doing all these things without having to worry about it because you just, you can't do anything about what's happening at home in that instant. Yeah, 2016 was the year I took off of Color Guard, actually. Really? I was like, I was ready because after I aged out, I was like going through a breakup and like, it was like early 2016. I was like, fuck this. I was yeah. so over it. I was like, I'm done. I was yeah. like, I think I need to find a new outlet. I need to find something new. I did my time. I'm done. I aged out, whatever. And I, that whole summer, I was like, fuck this. I went to the beach every day and just said, I'm not going to see any sort of color guard. And then mm. I went to Allentown and I was like, and I saw Pedro and I was like, I saw like all these like people that were marching that I still knew. Yeah. Like it, it, I think taking so much time off, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I was like, I, I can't, I can't stay away from this. And I thought, I really thought I was like, especially because in 2016, I was like, all right, I got this free summer. I was like, I got some good experience. I was like, anyone want me to teach? <laughs> like, mm. any, like, and so no opportunities ever, like ever just came around that summer. And then I was like, you know, maybe not for, maybe, maybe I'm not as good as I thought. I was like, I, I got like deep in the hole of being like, didn't think I was as good as I thought, like mm -hmm. had thought I was when I was marching or like, um, and so then the next summer comes around and I was like, I had opportunities like coming from like multiple directions. I was like, mm. holy shit. It was just like, I was like, okay, maybe, Maybe I was wrong, you right. know. So like, <laughs> maybe I and like, back. yeah, because I was like, I, I've been at that point. I was like, 
eight years into it, like seven years into it, that I was like, all right, I think this is something that I need to stick around. I was like, I would, it's, it's like that friend that you, you don't see for a while and you see him again. You're like, oh, wow, like no time has passed. Like, right. so it's like, I think I, I couldn't, I couldn't stay away. I, I still can't. That's one of my favorite things, too, about, like, curating more to the rest of the world and kind of making things not so spinny and more modern looking is that people that don't understand what Color Guard is are more interested in things when they look a little bit more trendy. And obviously, so many people in activity hate that, like, outlook. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't want to be modern and trendy. I want to spin. I want to stand in a block and stand in first. And that's totally fine. But the people that I'm curating to and the people I'm trying to reach to are those people. And a lot of times when I released my love on the brain, the flag work on Facebook, I had probably over 150 to 200 messages of just older people saying like, where can I buy a flag? Where can I get a rifle? Like you made me miss this so much. Like so many people share. And that's where a lot of my like engagement comes from on Facebook is older people, because it's people that have done color guard 20, 30 years ago. And now they're like, Oh my God, this, this is what it looks like now. I, I want to do that. Like, I want to try this. I want to go out in my backyard and do a single. And I just sent so many, like, Amazon links and King links and DSI links to so many people over the past couple of months that it's just, it's crazy. Like, if people knew how many people were coming back to this, this activity, it would, like, I don't know, it would blow your mind a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we've all been in the park spinning before and mm -hmm. just had, like, I mean, okay, so at the the first week of quarantine, I was spinning with that flag, where, and then I realized, like, maybe I shouldn't spin with this more. But um, there was, like... <laughs> There's still the Saturday farmer's market that happens right here, which is kind of crazy to me. So there was mm -hmm. like a big crowd of people out there. Um, mm -hmm. And then like had two or three families. Well, it was two families and then an older couple just sitting down on the benches around me. Mm -hmm. And they watched for like 45 minutes do whatever like nonsense I was on flag. And yeah, there's there's all, people are so intrigued by it just naturally. Like it's, it's not really dancing, but it is. It's not like a sport, but it is. Um, it, there's crazy. a lot of it looks crazy. Like, mm -hmm. it just yeah. is literally crazy. Like, spinning a pole with a bed sheet and literally. spinning a gun and a blade. Like, it's just, it's dumb. And we think too highly of it. So, <laughs> like it, when so you're in it, yeah. Yeah, we think, we think it's, like, the most important thing ever. And people are, like, you're literally spinning, like, a piece of fabric and a pole. Yes. That was, like, um, we did the Gay Pride Parade mm -hmm. in New York City. And we were in Central Park, like, a group and... Let me tell you, like, we had all the gays there, like, booty mm -hmm. shorts, no shirts, like, flaming flames. Yeah. And I was, which is, I'm all for it. I love it. Mm -hmm. And so there's a group of, like, 50 of us spinning, like, just in this section of Central Park. And people, like, mm -hmm. I swear to God, they, it, it must have been, like, Beyonce walked by. The amount of people that were just, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, like, because we're, it's just, it's just a fun thing to watch. And, like, mm -hmm. I don't think we... It, I feel like sometimes when you remove yourself for a little bit or at least step back and you're like, that's some pretty cool shit, you know, <laughs> like at the end of the day, like, I think it's just so normal to us. And it's just, we know it like the back of our hands now. And it's, it's like dr drinking water, you know, like it's, I don't really know about that because of the yeah. cadets, but you know, you know. <laughs> I, I always tell like students, like, I just tell like my students so often, like, just close your eyes and think about how you looked when you first started. Like, that is everybody's idea of color guard. Like, it doesn't matter if you've seen it before. If you don't do color guard, that is your idea of color guard. Your idea of color guard is little Sally in her backyard holding her flag at right shoulder doing this. You know what I mean? Like, it's everyone's idea of it until you see it in the modern day, until you watch Pride, or until you watch these Winter Guard shows, or Blue Coach from last year, how entertaining they were, or BD from, like, 17 or 14. Like, 
all these shows that are so much more modern nowadays is what people I don't think realize that this turned into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Drum yeah, is gonna change so much, and I'm I'm so excited to watch this mm-hmm. thing evolve, um, mm-hmm. especially now with all the time that we have to reflect on what this activity is gonna look like. Right, the- exactly. Um, really quickly though, we want to be like respectful of your time, and we know we're like reaching an hour mark. Um, There's we could no jump. Problem. Okay, great. I was about That's to say no we problem. can jump into quick fire, but there are like two more things that we'd like yeah, to talk no, about. Yeah, no, you go ahead. You're fine. Um, were you about to say something, Montana? Nope. Okay, cool. Um, so <laughs> outside of outside of the. <laughs> Outside of the color guard world, um, you know, we talk about box five and box five means always applies top of the activity um, or at least pretty professional um, in some degree. Where else do you consider yourself to be box five? Um, I think I feel like I'm box five with finances. I know that's so weird, but I feel like so I love that. That's like that's so, so you never hear that. Those boring because... things are so good. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm very good with finances and numbers and understanding like how to save, how to allocate money to different places because I do so many things on social media. I always have to pay for all those things. Like I have to pay for my scheduling, have to pay for my website, have to pay for equipment and all these different things that I do. I pay to send equipment to different people. Um, so finances, I definitely am very good with, I think. <laughs> um, and then social media, um, marketing, campaigning. I help a lot of others like with their social media things too. I offer lessons on like how to take your passion, turn it into something that you can show people and then how to make money doing that. So I also, um, I think Box 5 with social media as well. Um, And then also music production, just because I do so many soundtracks for people. Like I do over a hundred soundtracks every year for just different winter guards, um, just all (laughs) over the country. Holy shit. I, we, so I was just watching. You, is like Katie your assistant to keep you like it? Like holy shit, you have so <laughs> much stuff going on that I'm like, I thought like me and Pedro talk like every day about the amount of shit we have going on. But a hundred soundtracks, you teach five schools, you do yeah, on this, holy shit. Let me show you what my calendar looks like before quarantine. Let me show you what my calendar looks like. Yeah, so... I was looking at my planner pre quarantine. I'm like, what was this life? Mm-hmm. What was I doing? I know. Now I look at my my schedule and I was like, "Well, there's nothing on today." Okay. I'm like, <laughs> it was nice to write for this group a couple of days my ago. Schedule looks like Beautiful. so. Just every single day, you see there's like two or three things: my rehearsals, my schedules. I plan out social media, plan out videos. I just every single thing that I do is on this calendar. And then every single thing I do, I get a reminder for. So within this calendar, like even this like video, like this um, podcast that we're doing right now, I got a little reminder for it 30 minutes before. So I knew I wouldn't miss it. Just because I don't know, there's so many things in a day. It's so easy to miss things. So Totally. Yeah. <laughs> we, we talked about like what we want this project to be and the, mm-hmm. the type of people we're trying to reach out mm-hmm. to. And we, we are not, you know, your, your educators. We're not coming out here to talk about, um, you know, the, the XYZ of running a color guard, but you just dropped so many <laughs> gems here that, like, I, Literally. I don't know. I, I, I think people are really going to walk away with um, some really good insights and um, ways to, mm-hmm. to manage their work better in Thank the future. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I try as much as possible. Like, I don't know. Every time I discover something new that helps me, I definitely try to put it out as quickly as possible i don't keep anything to myself you can truly come on my page ask me how i do anything you can even ask me exactly how i set up my private lessons like do it all exactly like me that's totally fine um i just want to share 
my knowledge with people as much as possible because I don't know like if you want to give private lessons go do it like if you are super good at art go give private lessons on how to paint if you are super good at giving podcasts go give a private lesson on how to set up your microphone and your computer to do it and record there's just so many different ways especially during this quarantine that people can branch out and make money doing what they love to do especially because now we have so much time to do it unless you have 60 assignments to do because everyone's (laughs) overloading you with schoolwork but yeah that's super that's super cool like I think that's such you have such like honest and like humble intentions behind what you're doing and I think that's I color guard gets real fucking superficial and like petty Mm. sometimes and I'm it's really I think I think I think refreshing how Pedro Mm. said it before is like the, the perfect word for you like as a as a whole like you are as what you're putting out into the world and just you as a person too. Like this is the first time we've really had a conversation. And mm-hmm. I think like, like you're just like easy to talk to as well. Like I Thank think just really, was really, really nice. Um, but you were talking about like, uh, like early on when we started chatting about like things you have, well, quarantine, unfortunately probably put some things on hold, but mm-hmm. uh, what do you have planned for the future? Anything? Anything um, you, you with, feel uh, like you can talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I do have three more international trips planned this year. Um, I don't, we don't, again, we don't know with COVID-19, obviously all this stuff, it could last through, you know what I mean? And then it doesn't happen. So I don't want to say too much, but I do have three international trips planned this year. And then I have um, seven clinics planned throughout the summer um, in seven different states. So that'd be cool too. Um, one of them's Florida, one of them's Ohio, one of them's Georgia. So I do have a couple um clinics plan and then aside from that just teaching writing choreography and then just trying to further um obviously the activity on social media especially like i feel like the competition aspect of colored art is taken care of you know what i mean like all these great minds in the activity are taking care of the competition aspect of wgi of dci i want to start branching out more into the entertainment side of things and working with licensing companies and working with people and like i think my biggest goal in the future is to have a talent agency that is centered around color guard and then oh. when a music video like when someone needs a music video and they want flags in it i send them these groups that i have on retainer or when someone mm-hmm. wants the color guard format at super bowl then you have this or you want a commercial you have this essentially what like diamante is doing and what rcc has done and stuff mm-hmm. like that but just a centralized location just like the dance world has we have all yes. these different dance agencies all over the place where they have a certain set amount of dancers that they just give out to people that are looking for that. And I think color guard can start branching out into that way. I think we can have like 10 max, like maximized performers that all spin exactly the same to where when Katy Perry needs 10 people to dance or do a performance or do something twirly or something more than just dancing, they have, it. you know what I mean? But I think that's like my ultimate goal is to kind of get that up and running. This reminds me of a conversation I had with um, Michelle Morales of Relentless um, from South Florida. This was even Mm -hmm. before I think um, Relentless was a thing or is very early on into Relentless. Um, But she talked about how it's like it's a damn shame that Pride of Cincinnati goes out and performs at WGI, the best performers in the world. And then Mm -hmm. they have to they leave finals on Saturday and are putting on their apron to go to Starbucks on Monday and, you know, and their regular jobs. And it's a shame that there isn't something like, like what you're saying, a talent agency for these opportunities. Cause you know, um, BD was performing with Taylor Swift and Mm -hmm. and yes, exactly. There's, there's um, Hyundai commercials with a flag line um, Mm -hmm. behind the cars. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool to see how those, 
opportunities grow and people take this pro program seriously and it's really going to be paying out for people in a way that like uh, i don't know why that comment really struck home with me but yeah seeing people at knowing that they're the top performers in the world and still have to mm -hmm. uh, do these other jobs where it doesn't take as much of their talent or capacity or skills um, to do just to make a paycheck right like they're at the height like at the height of the peak of the activity like let me they, pay you <laughs> like they're literally like performers that can go and do things on the level of Cirque du Soleil like you literally practice months and months and months to get things exactly precise just like those performers do so why don't we have the same kind of creative outlet in that way? And Cirque du Soleil does hire color guard performers. There's so many auditions that you can do for Cirque and Blast and Bush Gardens and all these different places. But is it so widespread like dance is? You know what I mean? And I think color guard is definitely a neighbor of dance. Like if mm -hmm. dance can do it and it took so many years for dance to do it, I think we're on that exact same track. It took 50 to 100 years for dance to get to that like modern day. We have agencies, we have people like on retainer giving it to places. Like, we've been doing color guard for, like, 30 to 40 years now, like, in the competitive aspect of it. So now it's ready to branch up and start ramping into the entertainment aspect, too. That's really cool. It's really cool to see because, like, you're super, like, you can see you're, like, in so motivated by it, too, that, like, mm -hmm. it seems as though anything that you've been, you've put your mind to in the past with all, with anything, whether it be the online lessons, whether it be, like, you know, that it seems to come to fruition. So... I'm Thank looking you. forward. Definitely trying. <laughs> I'm look. I'm looking forward to to seeing um how this pans out in the next couple of years. Cause I'm sh like, I I definitely think that's the route that Color Guard's going as well. Like, I think to have a centralized place would be fucking mm -hmm. dope. Honestly. And are you guys both from Florida? No, I'm from New York. You're from New York. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you guys know Michael Rosales, though. Yes. Yeah, of course. Another one. The one. He's the one to me, I think, is pushing the most into the entertainment world. He's the one who is blending his dance and his color guard background, and he's forcing all these like world-famous dancers that he went to college and school with and stuff to see this activity. Mm -hmm. And I think he's right now like the hot commodity. He's like the one that is spreading this activity around to all of his corners, too. And I don't think people realize that. Like, I don't think people realize that he's like, friends with all these famous dancers like they follow him like verified people like follow him and like interact with him and engage with him because he's performed with them he's gotten their paychecks yes exactly and i don't think people realize how important he's going to be to this like new wave of color mm -hmm. and i think like we're starting to see it with the breakdown camp we're starting to see it with all these crazy ideas he's having and all these ideas he's trying to output but i think the color guard world was like pushing back at first you know what I mean? Like when all these social media mm -hmm. accounts got up and running and when like Marching Health came out and Spin Outreach and uh, there's so many people in the activity are like, keep Color Guard off social media. We don't want it to get mainstream, but it has to grow to stay sustainable. Or it's else at a certain point, like, yeah, at a certain point, there's just going to be a cap on how many people can do it if you close it off like people are trying to do. So true. We got some quick fire questions for you two that have yeah. like no actual relation to Color Guard and okay. any any sort um <laughs> just for funsies okay. um how do you take your coffee if you drink coffee if not or what, caffeine what do you yeah what kind of caffeine intake um black fuck yeah that's how i do it too. i like my coffee black when i drink coffee i don't really like coffee um but when i do drink i drink it like that i was just talking about being montana's personal barista <laughs> i love coffee so i was saying like i i just made myself an oat milk latte and i oh. was like i was like i just want 
someone to make this for me. I'm like, that's the only, that's it. I'm like, and Pedro's like, I got you. We'll get the whole setup. It looks like a spaceship. Have you ever seen those like espresso, like bar machines? I'm like, I don't know what they're called. I just, I don't know if this is relatable to color guard in any sense, but I, I love like how you, you appreciate something a little more when you put when you devote some time into the process of it. So mm-hmm. instead of just like going and swiping your card and waiting for your name to be called, but you're like, you, I don't roast my own beans, but like, I do know like the difference between like different blends, mm-hmm. um, grinding it, having to prepare mm-hmm. your machine, checking, checking the shots and the temperature. And mm-hmm. yeah, just, it makes drinking the coffee. It doesn't change the caffeine, but it makes <laughs> drinking it more pleasurable and right. you, put time into that process right but i like feeling bougie saying can i get an oat milk latte please <laughs> okay but think about how <laughs> to soak your own oats for 24 hours blend them roast roast your beans That's grind pretty bougie. Them. i did have i did have a nut bag they're called nut bags on amazon <laughs> to get i was like maybe i'll make my own oat milk and i was like no i was like i don't even want to make an oat milk latte i'm gonna put oats in a nut bag i said what <laughs> So you want me to just do what? <laughs> okay, um, another quick fire question. This one's not even on the list. Um, have you read a book or listened to a podcast recently that's um, stuck with you, made an impression? Yes, I actually read, um, or sorry, no, I actually listened to a podcast. Oh my God, what is it called? I just listened to a podcast on what we actually spoke about earlier, talking about money. And um, that one actually stuck with me that it's just, it doesn't matter how much you think you're worth, you have to say that amount. Like if you, like you have to say what you truly believe you're worth. You can't think that you're terrible and then say $5. You have to, if you were at your maximum 100% potential, how much would you be worth? And I think that like, you talk about that so much throughout that podcast where like how to talk about money, how if they say no, how to like go back and like talk to them with the same amount and still get the job. Like just all these different things in the podcast really stuck with me. That's very cool. I, that's that's always good to know too. I think like we were talking about before, money is just the conversation. No matter what mm-hmm. what realm of life you're in, you're gonna be talking about it unless yeah. you're us. Right. <laughs> um, okay, next one is if you could have lunch with someone dead or alive, who would it be and why? Michael Gaines. Michael Gaines is honestly, I feel like um my biggest inspiration of people I haven't met. I've never met him. I've literally only seen him on social media, but he's who I watched when I first like started Color Guard. I only watched the cavies and I really love the cavies. Me too. And I really wanted to march the cavies. And I Me really too. wanted to go there. And I there. realized they're all boys. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to go there and march and I just didn't have money for a plane ticket to go out auditions. And for me, like his drill and his design and stuff and just watching Pride and watching Aimanchi and just all the groups that he works with, just every little thing is so cohesive. Just so cohesive, just everything. It just boggles my mind how his mind thinks about that. So I would literally want to have a, just a conversation with him and just pick his brain a little bit. But he's the one for me where I, even like when I'm writing drill, um, I'm thinking like, okay, what would he do? What would he do right here? Like how would he get these sabers to this side of the floor without me seeing these flags transition? Or how would he get these flags in this huge arc to make a moment without seeing the dancers down here and what are they doing? And I think for me, like he's, and I don't know, like I've, I've, again, I've never met him, but he's like the biggest one that I've never met that inspires me. So I would definitely want to have a conversation with him. Very cool. That's a good, that's a good one. What would Michael Gaines do? (laughs) Um, What is your most prized possession that is not color guard related? Um, 
don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah, this is a little, a little brain picker. <laughs> my most prized possession. Um, I really like my headphones. <laughs> they were like three hundred dollars. <laughs> cancel out all the sound. I really like um, I don't know my car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh my I, Sorry, that's a hard, that was a hard one. We'll be right back. Okay, my rings. I like my rings. Like GCI rings. Those are, I worked hard for those, so. You're right, you're right. <laughs> they were very good prizes. <laughs> I think the last one is, what would be your perfect slice of pizza? Okay, don't hate me, but cheese, pepperoni, and pineapple. Oh, fuck yeah. No, I love okay, it. Okay, good? Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. Oh, I say that pineapple is... on my pizza, and Katie just in an instant will go, ugh! Just so, <laughs> she absolutely hates the pineapple on her pizza, and I love it. It's so, that's so my good. Yeah. It's like yeah. the salty, tangy sort of thing. Exactly, oh. yes. Oh, my gosh. That is, yeah, no. I am a big fan of pineapple on pizza, yeah. for sure. Hands down. <laughs> Where did Pedro say he was going? Bathroom? He went to the restroom, yeah. He said he'd be right back. <laughs> But yeah, definitely. I'm a big fan of pineapple on pizza. Me too. I think, you know, you can't judge people for what they like on their pizza. You know? Right. I know. That's why I was like, I'm so sorry, but I love pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Like, you always people have to get like, a disclaimer. A couple months ago, people oh, were getting God. so heated. I was like, oh my God. Dude, people get so butthurt. It's like, <laughs> you're, I'm not force feeding you the pizza. <laughs> like, Let me enjoy pineapple. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny though. Yeah, it's like always a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. How funny oh. that Pedro left. Dude, I was like, we're almost done. <laughs> like, clench. Clench, bro. <laughs> so where have you, where have you marked? Um, my Ooh. background is at cadets. Um, I did cadets for three years. Um, I marched Alter Ego in 13, 17, and 18. I marched Fusion last winter. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I should not have been marching. Too old. Um, <laughs> and then I, I marched with Mineola High School on Long Island. Uh, we were like, we did A class. Uh, gotcha. I was, um, yeah, that was it. I did some DCA drum corps, nothing too crazy. Okay, that's awesome. Cool. Oh, yes. Yeah, you got a lot, of, a lot of experience. It's awesome. Yeah, some East Coast realness. Um, Hi, Pedro. Welcome back, Pedro. Well, hey, welcome. thanks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to update you, Robert likes pineapple on pizza. So, yeah. I'm so oh, glad. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> me and Pedro are like two halves of one brain. So, <laughs> Yo, it's, it's been you so. You always need that person. <laughs> yeah, it's been so wild to like see all the, and all we the intersections between us too. And it was like, I don't think we realized how similar or like how much like the pieces just fit together when we're when we work together. The amount of times that like, he reads my fucking mind or like he'll say something, and I was like, I was, I'm like the words were like here, like on my tip of my tongue, like. <laughs> Wait, and to give you some context, I would relate like. Montana's in my relationship to uh, what Rashad and I to our dynamic over the summer. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, shout out Rashad. Fine. Much love. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard he's really good at whistling. Oh, I I didn't get to see that side of him. Okay, I've heard he's a spectacular whistler. <laughs> I can't whistle for. I can't. Mm-mm, me either. <laughs> well. 
Well, Robert, we really appreciate you like spending some time with us, hanging out. It was, this should be a really, really cool episode when it comes out. I'm so, uh, so I was so happy when, when, when you were like, yeah, I'm so, I'm like into it. I'm like, yeah, I'm so down. I'm always down. It's exciting. Yeah. Before we even. Before we even had a name, we were like Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan. <laughs> before I even oh, before I even told Pedro, I reached out to you. What was that? Like February, and then all this oh, shit okay. hit the yes. fan. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, you were the first person that came to mind, and I was like, I, like, I've only seen him spin. I've only, you know, like we we've been like I was talking to Pedro about this. Like we've been running parallel with each other. Like mm-hmm. you were marching BD, I was marching the cadets. We were always like in the same realm at the same mm-hmm. time. But it was like our past, like literally never right, crossed. Right, just never crossed. Yeah, which is was, the general for a color guard. Yeah, yes, and so I exactly. felt that was like kind of the inspiration. Like I, I think watch I was watching like one of your uh, videos of some of your choreography, and I was like, you know, I was like. I just want to like get to know him. I was like, I like, I was like, I like what he just from what your presence on social media was. I was like, I, I'm like, I want to know him. I was like, he's been doing such great things and like he has such a great presence on social media. That I was like, yeah, he's someone I definitely just want to like know more than just like the outside version of him. So oh, I'm like, thank you. Oh, no, of course. I was like, you uh, like, and I don't bull like me and Pete, like if you know Pedro, how he doesn't bullshit, like we are not like, oh, I know Pedro. That smoke of- <laughs> we don't, we don't blow smoke of people's asses, right. you right. know? So it's like, I'm very, very genuine when I say that just cause like, it's super cool what you're doing. And like, I, again, like super, super appreciative of you coming out and talking to us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, of course. I can't wait to like catch up with you in like a couple months from now to see what you're yeah, doing. Like, I'm see where we're at, see where this fucking COVID nineteen bullshit is at. I know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> has has that um made your? I mean, you teach five schools. Mm-hmm. Schools aren't going to be returning till next year for most of the country. Um. Any like contingency plans that you've had to like figure out for them? Um, no, I mean, we just, we do auditions virtual now. So, like, obviously, we just, we send out a video. And I do it for other schools, too. Like, a couple of schools have reached out to me to, like, write their audition stuff and then teach a tutorial and everything. But we do that, and then we're making, like, a list for next year. And then literally just kind of playing it by ear. Because a lot of my districts just don't know where all the extracurriculars lie. Like, they only know about, like, the, like, base credit, like, science and math. You know what I mean? They're really focused on that right now. They're not too worried about, like, us right Sports, now. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just definitely playing it by ear. But right now, all of our band camps are set as good to go through all of our districts, and it's all approved. So we'll see where that happens with the virus and everything. Damn. Yeah. Okay, so this might be redundant because everybody knows you, but let us uh, tell us where the people can find you. Okay, so Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, everywhere is that Even guy. the Reddits. Yes, every <laughs> single social media site is that guy who spins. And then except for Facebook, I just go by Robert Jordan. Just because I don't use like my actual like that guy who spins page or whatever. I only do it on my personal page. But yeah, everything is that guy who spins. Sweet. <laughs> I like the consistency. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Brandy. <laughs> Even the Skype, I was like, oh, I was like, we should have oh, guessed. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even the Skype, even the email, everything. Yes. Yeah, and, everything that guy has been. Do, you, uh, do some of your private <laughs> lessons happen over Skype? Yes. Um, the last private lesson I just gave was over Skype. Right. Yeah, I give, um, I do Skype and Zoom and Facebook and Instagram video chat, whichever one the kid has. I don't make them download anything. Um, 
unless they have like a connection issue. But my weekly lessons that I work with, like every single week, I do FaceTime. That way we can communicate like through text and stuff because we'll communicate a lot more than just one person who takes one lesson. Yeah. Sweet. Well, hope we can get the good word out for you. Get you some more <laughs> online lessons. Thank you. Get you some more people. Get fill up that schedule even more for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I really didn't think we were going to get to everything that we had on the list, but we we not only touched on everything, but we dove in pretty deep on some of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, you guys had a lot of good questions, too. I were not I was like not expecting questions like that. I feel like I've done uh, like a couple color guard interviews before with like smaller things. And they're just questions like, what's your favorite equipment? Uh, yeah, we, we were start? trying to get well, a little bit really, more really good in-depth questions. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, okay, cool. I like the spin mm-hmm. rifle. All right. Right. <laughs> Next, you know? Yeah, we came here with that understanding, like we're color yeah. people, but yeah, exactly. like, yeah, it's about like finding finding more depth in people than just their twirls. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, do you have any like predictions or um, I don't know? I just keep talking about this how this activity has <laughs> to change because we've seen it change so much already um, that I. I, I really do think the next five years of this activity are going to look so different than these last five years. Um, anything that you like see that definitely needs to go or a, just a direction that you'd like to see? I mean, you already talked about the talent agency, um, but competitively, do you think anything anything is happening there? I think competitively, I believe we're going to start seeing everyone go more into what like CGT is doing. I think we're going to see those like full entire production production. um a pre-show that leads you like you don't watch them set their equipment you don't watch all these things that just like the show begins from the second they come into the arena i think we're gonna see a lot more props more similar to what tarpon just did this year with like an entire hotel on their floor Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous it's crazy um how like big the productions are getting but i think that's the direction this activity is going to start going it's going to be more theater based it's going to be more like what blue coach just did um and yeah, that's where I see it going. I think we, I think we kind of need to get rid of that mindset that you only have to twirl. And I do, I really do think people are starting to step out of that mindset. I think everyone as a whole, like this ent- entire activity is kind of just like, I really don't need to spin as fast as I can right here. I don't need to toss 80 times within the 16 counts. I think a lot of groups are starting to step into the realm of how can I create different moments and how can I create different effects through different things. Uh, I think that's where it's going to go and needs to go. There were so many times that um, I was marching drum corps. I was just like, we, we, didn't, we didn't need to spin this fast. We didn't need to do mm-hmm. these three finger curls and 12 mm-hmm. counts. We didn't need to have this toss. Um, right. all, all of this was so un- unnecessary. So it's, it's yes. cool. It's, it's, Dr- yeah. Like, we, we spun at like 226 and 2015. And we're also like going like yeah. four to eight. Four to eight, I six remember to eight. that being all over DCP. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> How my god. Oh, the, I was like, the waste that this drum corps planted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was so odd. And it was crazy too because, like, we it, it's it's that tradition. That, um, mm. And then just to see, like, as we were marching, um, to see the Blue Devils just buck tradition over and over again. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, be rewarded for it because it wasn't, I don't know, people. And, okay, you can probably speak to this better than I ever could only being there for a year, but um, just seeing people just hate um, the Blue Devils for their twirls or their style or whatever, and then, like, 
not being able to step back and see like the magic that was happening and mm. i i don't remember what blue devil show it was um for me actually no I, I i've talked about this before it was when the one summer that i didn't march and i went to vd's rehearsal and that's when i got the full scope of just like they're not only doing their shows differently their whole mm-hmm. rehearsal yeah um and it really i i don't it sticks with me so well when um it was finals day um it was ink and the the staff asked like do we do we want to do another rep on that? And the entire core in the most genuine, like upbeat self that they could say, they were like, Yeah, let's do this again. Like, mm-hmm. wow, they, one, we would never get that option at the cadets. And two, it'd be like, we're doing too many reps. Remember that one day, I don't remember if it was 13 or 14, but we did like two full run-throughs of our show before a regional or before Dude. a big show day. It, it was just so extra. It was not worth it um everything was extra at the cadets it was expensive we just did everything like a thousand <laughs> times i'm like this is i'm like why did i sign up for this shit <laughs> i'm like given i am thankful but at the end of the day i'm like no, everyone might. else did it so differently so i'm mm-hmm. like why are we doing it like this like we're still mm-hmm. stuck in the fucking 80s we <laughs> like, would walk by other course food trucks and see their schedule like posted for the day i'm like oh wow they had they had six hours of sleep on the floor. Wow, you <laughs> guys had an hour thirty for lunch. You guys. Do you guys actually yeah. eat? Oh wow, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> the one thing that I do see it. changing, um, <laughs> see changing a lot is tour. I don't, I don't see how we can cram everybody on these buses and take them across the country anymore. And I, I keep going back to the city and state, but. Um, I'm using them as a placeholder for all the other random places we go to, but like we don't need to go to DeKalb, Illinois anymore. We don't need mm-hmm. to go to Perry, Ohio. Um, it's just such it's such a cost burden, and um, the competition side's always going to be there. But I don't know. I I I see tour and the way it's also not safe as we've seen throughout these past few years. Um, the lack of oversight, it's not um, it's not good on people's mental health, it's not good on people's body. Um, I'm really curious to see like what the compromise is gonna be there. Um, yeah, especially and when I think, And I think because this year just obviously got canceled, I think this is the year when it's gonna change. Like yeah. being completely honest, I think this is when everyone that's high up in the DCI world is gonna start looking at all these policies because they have so much time over the summer to kind of rethink everything and all the drum corps are going to give their insight and input to how we should change things for safety and health concerns going into next year. I think this year to next year is going to change like massively for everybody. Yeah. I think it's it's going to hurt a lot of drum corps in general because Mm -hmm. of the fact that like, I know, I know the rules and yeah, I know the rules in California are that um, with the nonprofit kind of a thing is that, so like say so-and-so signs a contract for X amount of dollars regardless of like like obviously the season's not happening where they make all their money they have to they still have to pay those people regardless of not having to do any work right some sort of bill that happened in california so a lot Mm. of these california teams are going to be hurting next year Mm. like like the mandarins or the blue devils like all these people Mm. that because like even with their bingo fundraisers can't happen can't can't meet even those have been chipped away so much like in these past few years Mm -hmm. so that's been it's it's gonna be a really interesting dynamic next year when like you see these big time drum corps that aren't gonna come out because they can't afford it. Like right. I've gotten some insight that there's a couple big big hitters that are are hurting hardcore I know, I've financial heard of those things too. 
Reddit's the place. To, Reddit's the place to go for all that. Good to know. I I, yeah. I don't think I don't ever go on Reddit. Um, so I'll maneuver through that. Um, yeah. The, this well, next like on the rabbit hole. <laughs> this next role and policy meeting, or I don't remember the official names of these meetings where they do um, bring out new proposals. Um, that's going to be real interesting to watch down. Even this last one with like the whole woodwind thing, like that mm. caused a huge stir. Imagine what these other changes are gonna bring out of people i know but that's okay you know crazy times crazy <laughs> times <laughs> oh that's so exciting but yeah robert thank you so much uh you're super generous with your time and your insight yeah, of course. thank you for having me it's been super fun i loved all the questions awesome. <laughs> glad uh, we're, we're um we're editing our like pilot episode today to hopefully drop tonight and then oh, we'll okay. get to working on this one and we'll send you um what it's looking like before we actually yeah. publish it and message me like your links to different um like social media sites and stuff so I can make sure I share and everything as it's right. getting released. Sweet. Thanks. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to see what the um, engagement's gonna be like for this for obviously this episode, but like the project mm. overall. Right. You know, like talking about like there isn't really like a sports commentary type thing um for color guard. So hopefully mm. this can like I think that's like the that. lane that's gonna be be exactly. in. And this is this is so amazing too that you guys are doing these kinds of things because that's truly the next step. Like all these different YouTubers that are doing all these different things like vlogs and boxings, like just so many reviews and all these things for their niche has to happen in Color Guard for it to grow. Yep. So seeing all these different people making podcasts and videos and doing lessons and social media sites and stuff is exactly the direction that we all need to take. So Yeah, it's like we're we're growing our ecosystem together. Right, exactly. Heck yeah. So I like that growing the ecosystem. I'm a fan of that. I like that. <laughs> you know that that's my um, poly side yeah. brain going on, like self sustainable system. Hippie ass. Not Your hippie, hippie Portland it's ass. It's like... regenerative. <laughs> it's not hippie. Okay, I don't I don't align myself with them. <laughs> I side eye them. Okay? Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I dabble. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see you with your plants. But I, but I really don't. Oh, you should see my living room. Um, but I really don't like cling on to the um, the hippie label. But I guess I'm hippie adjacent. Hippie adjacent. Hippie adjacent. <laughs> That's a new one. That's a new one. Hippie adjacent. Very funny. Taking a note on that. You're right back. Compost. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, cool. That was this has been really great, Robert. Thank you again. Yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, it was great talking with you, Robert. You too. You guys have a good rest of your day. You too. Well, well, well. How was that now, y'all? Amazing. Amazing. I'm still still oh, flying high from that conversation. Oh, I'm on like another, I'm on fucking cloud nine right now. That Dude, was incredible. We had like three or four phone calls after that conversation with Robert that we just, we just like started off with like big old we cheesy just, like, smiles. Smiling at each like, other. like, oh, this is happening. That was so great. Just, Remember like, when he said this? Yeah, like, oh my God. Like, I think, um, <laughs> It's so funny because um, it didn't really feel real. Even when we sent our first episode out, it didn't feel as real as like 
I don't know. When you bring, it's been me and Pedro for the past three months. Pedro, <clears throat> sorry. Pedro, for the past three months talking about this shit since it came from the idea in my small old brain that I got in there. Like, like, and then for it to come, first off, just have the first episode launch, which was awesome. And then, ha- like, share it with the world. That was cool, too. But now to bring someone else in, like, we just brought someone into this little realm of our podcast that has been our little baby for the past three months. We got a newborn right now. And like this thing is, is eating solid food now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. We're going to, um, it's going to be a really awesome journey to go on to see how this thing grows and just the buy-in that we've already gotten from people after that first episode has been amazing. An incredibly wonderfully supportive group of people. We are uh, a part of and it's just so fucking cool the, the text messages the personal messages oh. uh, it's all been great like oh man people just make me so happy in this community that's why like we talk about in our first episode how we couldn't we can't stay away because you don't find people like this everywhere but anyway before i start going down the rabbit hole of talking about how much i love fucking color guard um what do we have to look forward to next week pedro Ooh, okay. Oh, I wish I could do that snapping thing with my fingers. You know, like when they smack each other. You, okay, I won't even go down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> yo, next week we have lined up an awesome conversation with Angie Mayhew. Dude, that was so good too. Oh man. So, and like one of those people that just we she, only a little bit younger than us. Um, but has such a beefy resume. We've seen her face everywhere. We cross paths. I was probably in the tunnel while she was performing or vice versa. Um, and so it was cool to like finally break that barrier, have a face-to-face conversation, and just see more about what, what she's about and what makes Angie Angie outside of just Color Guard. Yeah, bro, we made a new friend, and she like literally cuts up a slice of humble pie when she talks. Like Humble pizza. Or- yeah humble yeah a whole a whole humble pie whole thing the whole thing no cuts just like a whole circle um <laughs> unless you unless you like sicilian pizza but i'm not gonna go into that because anyway um <laughs> um it was just really great talking to her and like getting the opportunity to get to know her so i'm really looking forward for you guys to hear that conversation next week because she she drops some really really great little golden nuggets in that conversation of um how she teaches and her why which i thought i think we got even like um compared to this interview that you just heard with robert i think we got into it even more with angie about the motivation and the why and the drive and um like felt the fire start to light in my gut of like oh, i love color guard oh man like you don't hear fucking normal people talk about this kind of shit and i think it was really great hearing her talk about it um but so what are our handles, Pedro? We got some we got a couple handles now. Sci-time B5. It's a spe- that Oh, sounds you so gotta insane. use that hashtag, bro. You got everyone's gotta use that hashtag. Hashtag S Y T Y B5, bro. No bro, but you can say bro after your hashtag, because we're bros here. <laughs> okay, you, you're probably more like a, you're probably more like a sis. I'm more of the bro. Talk about <laughs> reversal here. I didn't wear my hoops today, I'm sorry. Yeah, when, I, I, I probably so led you in the too. wrong direction. I, I call you bro and you call me sis. <laughs> Remember that conversation where you, you were getting ready for uh, a virtual Wait, interview? And I was like, hmm? 
you said it was the introduction video. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you were also getting ready for um, an interview. And I was like, do you have any earrings you could put on? And you're like, earrings? Do you know me, Pedro? Do you know me? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, just I, got, I was like, I think I got a pearl necklace, and it was not pearl necklace attire that I should be wearing. That is the, le- like, I got some dumb jewelry. But anyway, yeah, you can you can find us on the Twitter, the Facebook the Instagram, all under the SYTYB5. And if you have any inquiries or just want to say hello via email, that is our SYTY box 5 because apparently SYTYB5 was taken. Thank you, Gmail. So that is SYTYBox5 at gmail.com if you'd like to, to reach out that way. We would love to hear your reactions. We love hearing all the feedback about the episode because I think that this has been such a, like we were saying before, it's been such a passion project for us that I think um, getting, I don't want to say validation is not the right word, but just... um, Hearing that people buy in. Yeah, you know, I just, I just want to hear that you're listening like that. um, What you thought of it? What can we do? I'm all for constructive criticism. I'm not going to get butt hurt. Neither is Pedro. We are we are very, very used to getting criticized, not in a constructive way. So if you <laughs> if you have any recommendations or any ideas that you'd like to share with us, I've already gotten a bunch from friends and just people who watched our first episode. So if you, if you feel like you got a good idea, share it with us because, um, you know, good ideas are only good ideas when you share them. They, they they don't really mean much when they stay in your yeah, head. Don't keep your secrets. Yeah, no secrets. Okay, only a couple. Two. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who knows who knows if you know. Oh, anyway. Start the show. <laughs> <We> are... <laughs> and, and on that on that note, Sai Tai B five out. Sai Tai B five out. <laughs>